1: You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your hosts, Dana and Shayna. Today we have on a very special guest, Suzanne Adams, who is a seasoned speaker. She's taken the mic on NBC, the CW, Fox. She's done a TEDx talk. She speaks for Hey House, and she is just an incredible, creative, powerful, Inspiration. She is talked specifically around manifestation and quantum leaps. And she is a best selling author of Girl Awaken. And she has a new book called Quantum Vibes. She's a transformational mentor and strategist. So, this conversation with Suzanne was one of our favorites, genuinely all about manifestation, quantum leaps, how to really use and work with your energy in your daily life to manifest the life of your dreams and to not be stuck in a place of letting your mind run the show and letting your mind
0: dictate what's possible for your life. Okay. So without further ado, let's welcome on our special guest for today, Suzanne Adams. Suzanne, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing today? Oh, great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so
2: happy to have this conversation and to be here with y'all.
0: Yes, we are super excited too. Before we had this conversation, we listened to your TED Talk and we were checking out some of the stuff that you create and share. And it's just such an inspiring topic that I think a lot of our listeners are really passionate about because we talk so much about understanding that everything is energy and seeing ourselves as energetic beings is such a huge part of our awakening. So we're really excited to learn from you. And yeah, if you could just start off by sharing with our listeners a little bit about who you are, what it is that you do and share and teach.
2: Yeah. So I'm I'm Suzanne Adams. I'm a woman on a mission to help heart-centered leaders and visionary entrepreneurs and people with purpose connect to their purpose and their mission and to do so in an abundant way. I teach a lot about intuition, about energetics, and I believe that our energy is our most underutilized superpower and that we can truly move mountains, create miracles when we understand energetics and how to use it along with mindset and And really giving yourself permission to dream. I'm I'm so excited. I'm launching my brand new book that's going to be coming out called Quantum Vibes. Can you see it? Yes. I'm I'm so excited about it. So it's going to be out in October, and it really breaks down. Um, It's kind of a spinoff of my TEDx. You mentioned you watch my TEDx, but. That was in 2019. So I've actually developed the tools further. So it's seven quantum tools of really how to utilize your energy to become magnetic and manifest your big wild dreams.
1: Mm. oh my gosh. That it's just so, I couldn't think of a more perfect topic for our audience and with human design because human science is all about working with your energetics and it ties in, you know, quantum physics and, and really understanding the fine details of our energetic body. And and really, this topic of like manifesting your wild, big dreams in an abundant mm-hmm. way is fucking my jam. So I'm into it, and I'm really grateful that, that you're here. So I guess, I mean, I, I've seen that you've written other books in the past. What has this journey of like, how did you come to you know, your first book and then now this book and why this topic? Okay.
2: So my other book that I have out is called Girl Awakened. And this is Girl Awakened was shown to me as a vision when I was first awakening. Back in 2013, I had a massive awakening and really really started to learn about intuition and life purpose and happiness and energy and and everything. And I didn't really... I was very disconnected from my soul before that. And when I learned about life purpose, I remember being like, why isn't this taught in first grade? And then again in second grade and third grade and, and so on. And I was praying for purpose. I, I wanted to be shown what, what was my piece in all of this. And one day I just... I got this vision and it was this vision that was like, you're going to write a story that is going to parallel the awakening that's happening in the the world. And it's not going to be, it's not going to be nonfiction. It's going to be a fiction book with a whole lot of truth. And it's going to be based on your awakening about a girl who travels the world. And it's like a, a soul retrieval mission and her intuition pops wide open and she's having these divine encounters and it's going to activate people's consciousness in a fun and magical way. And the whole time I was shown like, this is going to be a trilogy. It's going to be on the big screen. Like this is a big piece of, of really bringing this conversation into mainstream. And at the time I had no literary background. What I was dealing with was, was learning how to understand what was happening to me because my intuition did burst wide open and I didn't know what was happening. And I, I had to learn how to understand what I desired to do with it and understand how to navigate it. And so I ended up writing this book and it was kind of the first step. And I I became a retreat junkie. I was uh, attending retreats anywhere and everywhere I could. I was obsessed with podcasts. I was reading books. And very quickly, I got a phone call from Hay House and they invited me to be on the Speaker's Panel Summit next to Deepak Chopra, Gabby Bernstein, all of these New York Times bestselling authors like out of the gates. And it was like the first time when I was like, ah! I was like, oh my gosh, this manifesting really does work. <laughs> you know? And um so then my career went on and I began to just really start to hone in on, on the energetics and the alignment piece and started developing my intuition. And everything started to change. And so that's kind of where I mean, it, it happened very organically. I started speaking for Mind Valley. I went to, to Bali in 2018. I spoke for Mind Valley. 2019 I was on the TEDx 2019 I was back in Europe speaking for Bali I mean speaking for Mind Valley again. I've spoken for the American Heart Association and so what's really cool with the work that I do is I speak to the heart-centered entrepreneur that wants to create a business full of abundance and passion. I also speak to the VP and the execs and the CEOs in corporate America because we need this we need the energetics and the expansion everywhere. So what's cool is, is when people read my book, Girl Awaken, they're always like, everyone says this, Suzanne, you wrote this book about me. And because the intention, like if y'all read it, when you read it, you're going to be like, oh, this is this is about me. Because the intention is that everyone sees herself in the protagonist. And then the next question is how much of that was true? Because there is a lot of truth, but there's also a lot of fiction. And so Quantum Vibes, because it is... Nonfiction. I actually talk about how uh, the shamanic astrologer in Sedona really created, really planted a prophecy and planted a seed before I was ready to hear it. And so it's like the books kind of parallel, where you get to see what's real and what's not. And when I wrote Girl Awaken, I wanted to create something that would elevate consciousness, but do so in a fun and magical way because. I love, I love nonfiction. I love personal development books, but but sometimes they get a little bit boring, you know? And so I wanted to create something that would be like a Twilight or like a Hunger Games where you would read it and you wouldn't want to put it down. And I'll just go ahead and say this while we're on the topic. Recently, a big investor has dropped in and we are going to make Girl Awakened a movie.
1: <gasps> wow. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. It's
2: so exciting. <laughs> Brand new news, not off the press. That
0: is incredibly exciting. That part of your vision is like coming to fruition. I I love it so much. And I'm excited to read it. And it's interesting. We talk about science, science fiction a lot because sometimes like opening our minds to things that we weren't aware of before, right? Like starting to see the magic in the world, starting to see the energetics in the world, starting to release limiting beliefs and expand your consciousness can be kind of like scary or intimidating or it can challenge people's worldview. So leading in with fiction, right? And just saying, okay, just for a second, suspend your disbelief and just go on this journey and then feel in your body the truth that's activated, the excitement that you feel, the resonance and tingles that you feel, it can be this incredible entry point to expanding people's consciousness and then being able to see the real true magic that is happening all around. So I love that. And congratulations on it being a movie. I can't wait. Ah, thank you so much. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, it's so fascinating to hear you share because um, for anyone listening, um, Suzanne is a projector, just like Dana and I, and she's a 6'2 emotional projector. And so I'm just so curious to know, well, actually, first thing I want to say is you have the a major energy in your chart, which is all about, like you specifically with your gifts, which is all about being able to say something and people either hearing it or reading it and feeling like she's talking to me. Like I needed to hear that message. Like you could literally write something down on a napkin at a restaurant and accidentally leave it there and someone finds it and they'd feel like, oh my gosh, this was, this is a sign. This is what I needed. This is what I needed to read. And it's because your words give off this energetic frequency that meets people wherever they're at. And it's not so much the words, it's the energy that is impacting people in a way that they can receive it and this is such a big part of your energetic design so i love to just hear that reflected in such a massive way in your life and I'm curious to know, you know, as a projector, and I'm not sure how much you know, but there's this, you know, your strategy is waiting for the invitation and having invitations, big invitations come in. And when people hear that at first, they can feel disempowered. Like, oh, I just sit around and wait and I'm not empowered to make shit happen in my own life. And I, you know, the power's in other people's hands inviting me and it's really not the case. And we talk about this a lot on our podcast, but I'm curious with the first initial big, invitations coming in like that panel that you were invited to speak on alongside you know your peers that have you know massive accolades how how did that first work did you write your book and then put it out there and then you got that invitation or was it you were going to these retreats and you were around all these different people and you were just being your shiny vibrant inquisitive self wanting to dive in and through that process you got invited like what how did that process kind of unfold Sure. I'm happy to
2: answer that. And first I have to say, I have full body chills while you were talking about my words and and my gifts because you just put into words what I haven't been able to put into words. It's like I'm able to shift and move energy and activate something inside of you by just speaking to you, but I don't know how to explain it. And you just explained that to me. So... Thank you for that. Yes, yes, yes. And it is interesting because so human design is new to me and I'm fascinated by it. And so like I had, uh, I've just started learning. I've just started understanding it. And I'm still like, my chart is foreign to me. Like I understand pieces of it, but there are things that I don't understand. And so this conversation is so exciting to me too. So for the invitation piece... Yes, that is one of those things where at first I was like, what? But then now I do understand that you show up in your power and then the invitations are just magnetized. And that's what was happening to me very unconsciously. So the way that it worked initially was, so there's a first rendition of Girl Awakened. It's called Musings of an Earth Angel. It's no longer available, but that was the the first version of it. I ended up pulling it, editing it, reimagining it into Girl Awakened. So it was Musings of an Earth Angel. I had written it and i followed a very intuitive path on the way to publish it and hay house saw it and they were doing a thing for for new writers and they literally called me with like i literally was walking through a parking garage and got a phone call that was like hey this is hay house we have an invitation for you <laughs> and i was like
1: wow
2: yes i'm amazing like i had been visualizing it and this was so early on in my awakening like i had bought the hay house cd's I don't know if they still do this, but they used to do this thing where where they have the summit, you could buy the CDs. And so that was, it was such a big introduction to me because I didn't know anything about spirituality, meditation. All of this was so new to me. And so I bought those CDs and I I was listening, Mike Dooley, I remember listening to him, Esther Hicks, like I didn't know who any of these people were, but then I was listening to these CDs, Wayne Dyer, like all of them as I was driving and I became obsessed. And so I was like plugging my energy into these conversations. And then two years later, I'm speaking at the summit. It was wild.
1: Wow. That's incredible. So you decided to self-publish at first and then Hay House picked it up. They never picked up the book. They just invited me to
2: be a speaker. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, that is incredible. So, the, what we talk about it a lot as projectors, you know, getting calling in those invitations really is showing up as you're in your power, right? Letting people see you, shining your light. And there is kind of that self published route that you, whether you're, a, you know, an author or not doesn't matter, but that kind of vibe of, I'm going to build it, I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it because I'm passionate about it and because I'm in love with what I'm working on. I'm fascinated in all of these different things. I'm going to dive into my fascinations and let people just see me doing that. And these invitations roll in. But I'm so curious to know, you know, you obviously are such an amazing guide on manifesting and energetics. And I wanted to ask you, you know, what you like tips that you have around manifestation and the difference between energetics and manifestation and, and kind of, um, what's a good starting point to discuss that kind of realm of manifesting your dream life? Yeah. So, you
2: know, the main thing is the awareness that you hold a vibration and so many people, and and there's a misconception in mainstream about vibration and frequency. And I think that that is, when you are feeling off, or if you're feeling bad, that you're like mucking up your vibration. And I don't agree with that. Uh, What I believe is, you know, in, in my book, Quantum Vibes, the first tool is turn up your vibrational frequency. And what I talk about is, you know, the awareness that you hold a vibration, really understanding that you plug, you can plug in energetically to create that vibration, just the same as like, we're all in three different places. And like, we just clicked a button, we, we tuned into a frequency and like, whoop, here we are. And all the listeners, they just t- hit a button, tuned into a frequency and they're now involved in the conversation. And so our body has that availability. Now, what happens is our mind starts to kick in. I mean, we're human beings. So our, our, we're gonna go up and down and go up and down. And so if you think about frequency, you think about turning on a TV, when you turn up the volume, it doesn't just go up. Uh it goes out and is big. It fills up the whole room. When you're in your car and you turn up the volume, it feels, it goes to the back too. Like it fills up. So we need to think about our energy. When we turn up our frequency, it's like our whole aura is expanding. And what that means is that we have to be able to hold the lower vibrational densities with the big wild dreams. And when we can do that and the big wild dream can be the dominant vibration in our frequency, we're magnetic no matter what because we're human beings and we're not meant to not feel. We're not meant to not have a bad day. We're not meant to not feel shame or guilt or there's a healing process. And it doesn't mean we can't manifest amazing things while we're healing because we can because as long as we're breathing, we're growing. And so if you think about it, when you can really start to Welcome all of these pieces of you with love, and really give the the, the keys to the the car of your life. There's a, another exercise I, I explain in, in my book Quantum Vibes. Is the, I call it the wheels in your heart, but it's really understanding to learn each to learn to love each piece of you and let it have a seat in the car, but to give that beautiful wisest most divine piece of you the keys, and in that you become a manifesting magnet. Now you asked what's the difference between manifesting and energetics, so. Energetics has a lot to do with, again, I, I believe it's it's one of one of our biggest superpowers that we dumb down, that we don't realize how powerful our energy is. So, for example, if you wanted to purchase something, and you buy it with the intention of like, Ugh, I guess I need this to get X, Y, and Z, or like let's say let's say you're going to buy a new car, and you're like, Oh, this is the new car that I want! I'm so excited! Like, I can't wait to make this payment! Like, Oh, let's go! I'm I'm so excited for this. Or you're like, Ugh, I need a new car. My lease is up. This is going to be expensive. You know, like there's a different vibe. Same with if you're buying a course or a, a coach or something, like it's the energy behind it is going to parlay into what you're creating. And so you might as well start to get really intentional with your energy and notice, like, how are you waking up in the morning? What's the intention that you're setting? If when you're making food, what's the energy behind it? And so the energetics takes it to you're playing in a realm of, of feeling and possibility without tangibility first, and as well as intention. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And your vibe is like immaculate, I must say, in um, coming into this, this conversation. It's like your vibe feels so clean and like vibrant. And you, I mean, you have this energy in your chart, like from like a very, you know, cerebral human design place that's like ahead of your time. Like your vibe is very much like leading us into a new a new way of doing things and breaking down things that are really complex in a simplified way that people can understand. And that imagery of the car and of turning up a frequency and how it expands out but it's still maintaining like that initial like grounded place or that lower frequency so that's really fascinating and and even just starting your day off with that like okay let me have more of like that energy behind every little thing that i'm doing so is that the i guess that would be working with your energetics, right? But then what is, I guess, manifesting? Like, Say you're calling in a new vision or a new job opportunity or a new, you know, a major abundance. How can you, I guess, use your energetics to call in those manifestations? They work hand in hand.
2: So you got to be an energetic match, right? So the energetics behind it are... If you are wanting, what like if there's something that you're desiring, but you're not an energetic match for it, it means you've got to shift the energy behind it. So like, let's say you, that you want more money, but you look at everyone on the internet that has money and you snare, or or you tap into like, oh, why does she get it and not me, or why does he get it and not me? Or if you want to be famous and you look at Hollywood and you're like, oh my gosh, like you you start having these negative thoughts. You're really an energetic match. You're an energetic mismatch for where you want because of the thoughts that you're thinking and who you're being. And so it's like you have to start to be able to observe what you desire and observe the conversation that's happening in your body to be able to become an energetic match. So with manifestation, it is just the next step to energetics if you will. So the energetics is everything about who we're being, what what we're doing as far as like, are you getting enough sleep? What food are you putting in your body? What's your mind? What are the thoughts? Are you reprogramming and rewiring? Are you consuming amazing high vibrational conversations like this? Or are you letting the news run while you put your makeup on in the morning? Are you um, moving your body? Are you getting movement? So it's like all of these things. And and honestly, I do break this down super simply in, in quantum vibes and in a seven step process. But for conversational purposes here, I want to say like, we have to pay attention to who we're being, what we're doing, and then really taking the manifestation and the energetics and putting them together. That moves into understanding that there's an infinite field of possibilities, the quantum field, plugging into this, plugging your energy into this beautiful, beautiful place of anything is possible And knowing that there's always a potential for it and becoming a match to that. Because what happens is we say we want something like, oh, like that dream would be amazing. But how? Your logical mind kicks in and tries to talk you out of it. I mean, this is happening to me right now with this movie thing, even. Like it happens to all of us, even the best of us. Like something amazing happens and you don't even believe it even after it's already happened, or something amazing happens and you're like, you know, I've been talking on stages publicly since 2014, talking about how my book is going to be a movie. Like this will be on the big screen, and now that it's actually coming to fruition, everything in my body, my logical mind, is wanting to kick in and like <laughs> like shoot it down. And so I'm really having to practice my own like, <sighs> this is a knowing, this is a knowing, this is a this is so exciting, this is happening, I'm feeling worthy of receiving all of it. And so what happens is, so many times we want to manifest something. And we, we let the but, but I don't have the money, but I don't have the time, but I don't have the credentials. And we start plugging in and entangling with that instead of really just being the energy of what we desire before it shows up and then holding it and checking your logical mind at the door. I did a post on Instagram. I think it was Instagram or Facebook about this, how if you really want to manifest, you have to be willing to, to check your logical mind and override it every single day because our minds will try to talk, talk us out of our dreams.
0: Yes, uh 100% we deeply agree with everything that you just said and I love hearing it from your perspective and you know it's so interesting what you were saying about like just this energy of like I'll believe it when I see it, right? A lot of people approach their dreams that way like I'll believe I, I can make that money when I see it happen. We all have that story but even when it does happen sometimes we don't believe it. Sometimes we still question ourselves. So that can really show us that That phrase is really, truly bullshit. And we have to really believe ourselves, believe our hearts, believe our intuition, believe our own inner compass and let that be the the guiding thing. And for so many of us, like our conditioning is just so strong in the mind to doubt ourselves, to override, to question, does this make sense on paper? But learning to trust that inner guidance system is just like the biggest game changer. And it develops that trust that helps you kind of expand towards those things instead of doubt yourself. So, so beautiful to hear your perspective and, and the way that you phrase all of that. And I'm curious, you know, you talked about this kind of big awakening in your life. Was there a catalyst that, that created that, or was it just kind of like one day you started seeing the world differently and things within you started shifting? Both.
2: There was a catalyst and it was like, it was an instant. So, so I call this a quantum moment. I'm sure y'all have had one. Have you, and for everyone listening, have you ever had a moment in your life where it was just like line in the sand? Like you, all of a sudden you see things differently and there's no going backward. So for me, that that was what happened. It was like, I had gotten into this space and place in life where nothing was really working out for me the way that I wanted it to. And I didn't understand. Like I didn't understand what was happening and I spiraled into this depression. And so I started to, I didn't want to feel all of these emotions and all of these feelings were coming up. And I was like, "Mm," like, it felt so uncomfortable and I was not available for that. I was like, no, you go back down. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to feel you. Like, you're cute. Don't think so. And so I had been numbing for years, but I'd been numbing through, I was, I was busy being busy. I was, you know, very busy with building my career. I was busy with relationships, busy with social, busy with like, I didn't, I didn't take time to sit. I was busy being busy, which is a very big numbing numbing mechanism because if we don't sit still, we can't feel, right? We can't feel. So I got past busy being busy and I started to think, what can I do to not feel like I was, this was subconsciously, obviously. So I started to drink a glass of wine every day at five o'clock. I waited till five because I wanted to like, that felt normal to me. It was like, okay, I'm just going to have a glass of wine to take the edge off. It didn't feel like it was even an issue to be honest. Then um, some days I might would have two or three. I just did whatever I needed to like go numb is what I did. And I did that for about three months. It was never an addiction. I never have had alcohol addiction. I do still drink cocktails. I just say that to be clear, because people get confused sometimes when they hear that story. So, but it was a. I was using the drink to not feel, and I did that for three or four or five. It was about three months actually. And this, there was this one moment, this was the quantum moment, when I was sitting on the sofa and I was just like staring at the clock and I was like waiting for five o'clock because I would literally like sometimes sit down 30 minutes ahead of time and just like stare at the clock waiting. And it was 4.59, 4.59, 4.59, 4.59 divine, divine intervention happened that day because it was a 10 minute 459. And I'll never forget it. It was like everything in my body shifted in in one instant. And this this voice that had been caged inside of me started to come out. And she was like, girl, what are you doing? You are meant for so much more. There's so much more to life than what you're currently experiencing. Like, what are you doing And I, in that moment, I fell to my knees and tears just started streaming down my face. And I looked up and just said a prayer, like, I'm willing to walk this walk, but I need you to show me how. And I went, got up, I went into the kitchen. I threw all the wine in the trash. I started searching. I started reading podcasts. I started, I found healers, coaches, retreats. I started learning about energy. I started learning about life purpose. I started learning about intuition. And it was like, all of these things were activating inside of me what I had been looking for, like the feeling that I had been searching for. And it was like, I started to feel alive and on purpose and on fire
1: and then never looked back. Wow. I have full body chills just hearing you share. And even just reflecting back on on quantum moments, I, I like how you put that. And is that how you, what you would explain like a quantum leap is or is that different?
2: I mean, it it could be a quantum leap because a quantum moment leads to a quantum leap, but you can have a quantum leap without a quantum moment. So what I mean by that, to me, a quantum leap, a quantum leap is when you, you collapse time and you shift your energy. So like, for example, when I went from brand new entrepreneur coach to Hey House Speaker in a splink, that was a quantum leap. Going from... Mm, let me think of another one. My TEDx. My TEDx talk has now reached over 2.5 million people. And when I when I went on that stage, giving that talk, a 16-minute talk with the intention to, to create a mainstream conversation about frequencies and energies and to really do a shift in consciousness in a way that was digestible, in a way that would be mainstream, in a way that could be received. And it, it, it literally, like within... Uh, it was fast. It had 30,000 views and then 60,000 views and then 90,000 views. And it's still been going and going. So it aired late 2019 or middle of 2019. So that to me is is a quantum leap in a way. Quantum leap is about when you shift your energy, when you really receive what it is that you're desiring. Now, a quantum moment leads to a quantum leap because you're shifting your energy in the quantum moment. But you can already be aware of what you desire, but all of a sudden your energy calibrates. Like I've had clients come in and have quantum leaps because they were stuck in their business at a very low abundance barrier. And then we shift their energy and all of a sudden they're making $30,000, $40,000, $50,000 a month that they'd never done before. That's a quantum leap without a quantum moment because it was just an energetic shift. Does that make sense?
1: Mm, Yes, it does. Thank you for breaking that down because I... I feel like we hear these terms, especially like quantum leap, in like the spiritual energetic community. And to me, I've always felt like, okay, but what does that mean, like collapsing a timeline or or having like a quantum leap? What does that really mean? And understanding the difference between a leap and a moment, I think is really powerful. And I definitely can think of times in my life where I've had those quantum moments of, yeah, that line drawn in the sand of... Even just, like, nothing necessarily happened, but where you just have this realization or this, like, come to Jesus moment with yourself of that imagery that you shared of, like, falling to your knees and crying and, and just... You can't go back. You can't go past, like, backwards once you have this information or this this deeper level of awareness. It's like, okay, I'm going to show up with this and see where this goes. Like, it's almost like a moment where, what's the phrase? Um show up or or get the fuck out kind of like that's not the <laughs> phrase but you know what i mean like like you either have to like stand up or sit down i can't think of it but um it is like you it's that moment with yourself of of you have to show up for yourself or you're going to be going backwards or you're going to be spiraling or you're going to be stuck and it's like not my life that's kind of the term that i've always that I've always used throughout my life whenever I come to something where it's like an, not an energetic match and it feels like it's something that's going to take me backwards or it's it might be a quantum moment, I don't know. But there's been very poignant times in my life where I've just come to like, that is just not my life. It's not my mm-hmm. life. And so I don't know what my life is. I don't know what the future holds, but I know that this is not my life. And so with this information, like, let me take the next energetic step where it's like, okay, in this moment, this is my life. So I'm going to lean more into that energetic match versus like this very obvious thing. And it might take me a year to realize like, oh, wait, that's not my life. Or it might take me a second to just even hear a phrase in a grocery store and feel like that energetic, like low vibration and feel like that's not my life. And having that clarity in those moments, I think really adds up. But now I'm going to be like observing those quantum leaps and I feel like I really I that's what I I want like moving forward. I feel like we've had so much success in our journey with our business and you know writing a book together and and having these big invitations come in. Like we've had so much um on paper like success, but I feel like there's so much more that it's like and then my mind kicks in and it's like, why hasn't it happened right now? Like it's taking too long or this is slowing down and, or whatever it is. My mind wants to kick into gear. And I really like that reminder of like every day kind of turning off your mind and coming, focusing on that energetic vibration of what you're wanting to call in and already matching it. I think that's really powerful and really helpful. Good. Good. And the quantum
2: moments, they, we all have so many of them. Like the the story I, sh- I shared at the beginning of when I had kind of the visual of the book and the book going to movie, like that was a quantum moment because it, it did change the trajectory mm-hmm. of my life. You know, it wasn't as a pivotal of moment. Maybe it is. I mean, maybe in five years, I'm going to be like, that was the biggest quantum moment ever, you know, because, but they all kind of build on each other. And that happened in 2014. I got that visualization And here we are in 2022 where it's starting to come to fruition. And so there's, that was just a deep knowing inside of me and a whole lot of tuning out everyone else and plugging into what I know. And then again, yes, continuing kicking off the logical mind to more heart, more heart, less mind, more heart, less mind, more heart, less mind. So yes.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. And I love the idea of a quantum leap and Letting that be your truth, right? Like seeing those moments, feeling those moments, because I think we have so many stories around time, so much conditioning around time. So many of us feel like I really have this dream, but I already had kids. I should have done this 10 years ago. Or, you know, if I want to be successful and build a business, that's going to take a long time. And if you have that story, then that's obviously what your truth is going to reflect. But if you can just embrace the fact like a quantum leap can happen for me at any time, and I'm going to focus on where I'm empowered to focus, which is my energetics and my frequency and the part that I can control and just let it be part of my worldview, that time is not linear and like time is an illusion. And those moments for me, I think some of my quantum moments were actually in meditation or in ceremony where I experienced time not being linear and it expanded me to realize that there's so much that realm of possibility that you're talking about of rising into that realm of possibility it feels really easy when we embrace this concept of a a quantum leap can happen at any point. It doesn't have to take forever. You know, no matter where you are in your life, if you're alive right now in this moment, there's time for you to move into your dreams and to live that dream life. So I think that that's a really empowering thing. And even in human design, they talk about this journey of deconditioning of, you know, releasing those stories that we've been programmed to believe and just remembering really who we are beyond those stories. And they talk about how it takes seven years to fully decondition. And while I think that that It has some validity as far as like the cells in our body regenerating in those seven years. I also think that like, if you allow your deconditioning to happen in a quantum leap, you can have these moments of just like complete purity where nothing's holding you back. And like those limits around time are something that you can really like release. And, you know, I wanted to ask you something in my manifestation journey that I've come across and realized about myself is like expectations and, you know, needing something and that energy of like needing it and wanting it and having to have it, but expecting it and how that's really held me back. And when I can just kind of be in that energy of like, I already have this, I'm already so grateful for it obviously you feel things shift but what what do you like to like recommend or tips that you like to share with people when they're feeling that intense like holding themselves back through expecting it or like being too attached to the outcome things like that well there's
2: this energy of like it has to work it has to work why isn't it here why isn't it here you know it's so y'all can see me i don't know if the listeners can see me i'm just like kind of squishing my fingers and like making a little like really contracted thing so like even just saying it like i feel my whole energy shrink so when there's that deep attachment i recommend completely letting it go and focusing your energy somewhere else because you're actually going to re- be repelling what you want instead of opening up to receive it i was about to say especially as a projector like i know like i know even about the the human design but that was what was coming through me so especially as a projector <laughs> I guess, but because you know we're projecting what we expect. And when we're in that energy, it's closing the energy field instead of opening up for the invitation. So when someone is, and, and me in my own life too, like when there's like, where is it? Where is it? I take a deep breath and I'm like, how can I self-soothe? What can I do to reset my nervous system? I'll run out in the ocean. I'll jump in the ocean. I'll go feel nature. If you have a salt bath, you can take a salt bath and really say, how can I let this go? create spaciousness. Like I'm not giving up on this manifestation. I'm just realizing that like what I'm doing is not serving and it's not going to escalate time. Sometimes when we put a time limit on the manifestation, it actually makes it take longer because our expectation isn't attached to, like we've created a failure if it didn't come in a certain amount of time. So like what is working? What's a building block in your life next, like in this lane that you're receiving that's working? Can you give yourself a breath? Can you give yourself compassion? What's something that is working that you can start to plug into the energy of abundance around? What feels exciting? And you just have to kind of reframe the story. And then you also need to know that if you can dream it, it's there. If you can learn to focus your energy and plug into the quantum field of infinite possibilities, and again, this is what I, I walk you through very easily, in the book, Quantum Vibes, but when you can plug into that and it's just a visualization, it's so simple. It's the mind that kicks in that tells us it's not happening. And again, I'm human. I'm on the journey too. I still have big wild dreams that I'm manifesting. But what I've seen from from the manifestations that have shown up for me and for clients, it's, it's that energy of plugging into anything as possible from the most open, expansive place and knowing without actually needing it to show up.
1: Hopefully that helps. Yeah, it absolutely does. I feel that there's so much overwhelm in like our society and our collective right now, especially with, you know, the pandemic and with, you know, the news and having all this information at your fingertips constantly 24/7 and there's just so much that you should be doing or that you should be thinking or that you should be practicing and There's so much comparison that goes on of like this person has more than me or less than me or they're good or I'm bad or you know, judgment, right? And it's so empowering to come back to this present moment and your energetics at play that are at they're your energetics. It's your energetic body. It's your choice to raise your vibration and to make those small tweaks and to clean up your energetic frequency, if you will. So that way you are empowered and you don't have to know it all. You don't have to understand exactly where you're going or exactly what's going to happen next. But in this present moment, how can you slightly raise your vibration? And that that is actually the best thing that you can do for you know, all the people that are connected to you, your friends and family, for your community, for your, you know, what you're imparting on social media or in your creations out into the world, whether that's your business or not. And this present moment, your energetics at play, like focusing on that, I think is just the most important thing you can do towards bringing in those manifestations, just like hearing back what you have shared, like that's what's coming through. And I just feel really grateful because I think I specifically can get so overwhelmed with the world and coming back to that gratitude of feeling empowered as an individual in this moment and knowing like my reality is within my my realm of expertise and for everyone else as well. I think it's just so divinely timed message, at least for myself and I'm sure for other people listening as well
2: yeah. and you know here's the thing. the energetics piece of this of feeling overwhelmed because we do live in a chaotic, dense world if you plug into it. So what are the practices that you need to do not to do that? You know, I haven't watched the news since like I think it was like even before my awakening. in like two thousand and nine or ten, I was like, I, I can't handle what's spewing out of the TV. like I don't like it. Turn it off. Like I stopped watching the news like my in, my subconsciously, I knew to turn that off. When I had my awakening, I started meditating every single day. I've meditated for eight years every single day since May 11th, 2014, because for me, it helps me to turn up my frequency. It helps me to become a clean, clear channel. It helps me to feel good. It helps me to drop back in. Um, when I see other people have the things I want, I've, I've learned to program my mind to saying like, thank you for showing me what's possible. Thank you for giving me a, a, something to plug into instead of like, why does she have it and I don't... <laughs> <laughs> which is what we all want to do at first, you know, or why does he have it or why do they get this or why me? I mean, that's victim mentality and that's not expansive. So we can take the, the path of the empowered creator, which is there's an example of what I want, which means it's possible. There's someone showing me. And so there are all these little nuances and it's not meant to be a one and done type of thing. It's meant to be a journey. You know, I'll say it a million times. As long as we're breathing, we're growing. And so we think so many times we think we've arrived because we've done the work or we've done all the things and there's always more work to do. That's why I'm always, every time I host a retreat, every time I'm on with a coaching client, I'm like, I am in this with you because I'm on the journey too. And so I think the more we can tune into that and take that take that self responsibility of what's my piece in this, and knowing that we do live in a dense world and we came here to shift it, and that is part of stepping into the new earth and to the new world is people like us opening our hearts and saying, you know what, I came here for something big. God, the divine, the universe is going to support me. The more on path, the more on mission I am. I, I cannot fail my life purpose. I cannot fail. I talk about mission-based manifesting a lot. I did a whole two-hour workshop on this and it was a term I created. And and what I mean by mission-based manifesting is this is the energetics. What's the engine behind your manifesting? What's the engine behind your why? And when you put it where it's connected to your mission, you can't fail. So I talked about, in one of my master classes I did, I, I talked about like Navy SEAL manifesting. Like if you can imagine a Navy SEAL is like given a thing to do, And he goes off and he's like, on mission, but it looks hard. And he's like, "Mm, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I'm worthy of completing this mission. Uh, uh, It got a little tricky, got a little hard. It's taking a little longer than I want. I'm going to turn back. And he goes back to whoever the higher up is. And he says, I just failed. Like, No, you're a Navy SEAL. You have a mission. You don't come back until the mission is completed. So like when we can put the engine of our purpose and our mission behind our manifestations and there's something so much bigger at stake, it's such a bigger thing than just our desires and what we want. It's like there's there's this never ending flow of, of power coming in when you can attune it to that. And so it helps us to remove our small minds and really focus on something bigger.
0: I love that. That's so powerful. And I think it's so true. Like when we talk about the piece of like self-doubt, once you align with your purpose, it's almost like that self-doubt can really melt away. If you're focused on your purpose, you just feel that energy, that vitality, that life force. And because it's like something outside of you, I put in quotes, even though it's coming from within you and it just is you and it's the expression of you. Like when you're aligned with that purpose, it really kind of melts away that like questioning it. So I think that that's a really helpful tip for people and not giving up and really just like... And trusting in that that mission without needing the proof, right? It's so powerful. And I wanted to ask you, I was kind of curious to ask you about the concept of like being spiritual and being abundant and why so many of us have such big hangups around making a lot of money and helping a lot of people. Um, I think so many of our clients are like starting to be a coach or starting to give human design readings and things like that. And they feel like shy to receive money and energetic exchange for what they're sharing. Why do you feel that we have so many hangups around abundance and seeing ourselves as someone who is, who can help a lot of people and make a lot of money? And how do we shift out of that?
2: Well, I think it boils down to worthiness more than anything. It's about, do you feel worthy to receive for what you're doing? And, you know, money is a conversation I've always been great with. And it's something like you can choose to feel worthy or you can choose not to. And when it comes to spirituality, it, money is an amplifier. And so if, if you're really here as a light worker, if you're really here on mission, you have to be supported abundantly or you're not going to be able, people won't take you seriously. You're going to be able to have more impact and more influence with more money. And so, can you get out of the story of I'm not enough and I'm not, I don't feel worthy and really plug into like, how would the world truly change if I could receive and let it in? Because when you can do that, you become an example of what's possible. You're able to reach more people, you're able to support, you're able to turn up your frequency because you can do it. You can soothe your nervous system. You can pay for massages. You can can travel. You can put yourself in amazing situations. And so it's really, again, about, all right, what is my why? Is my why that I want to do this as a hobby? You know, we, we don't put the same seriousness around our, our entrepreneurship journeys as much as we do if we were going to walk into a corporate corporation and receive a paycheck. And why not? Because we'd be receiving a lot less money. We might be doing work that's less purposeful. But that's the way the world has been set up. And so I'm here to say, what if we unlock freedom for everybody? And say, if you follow your path and your purpose, there's no way you can fail. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It means you've got to believe in yourself. It means that you've got to rewire and reprogram. It means that you need to get in the spaces and places where people will believe in you for you until you can believe in yourself. And then you go. And if you try to make money and it doesn't show up right away, you can either contract and go back or you can hold the vision and 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 hold the vision vision until you do. Because that's what we're meant to do. The only difference between somebody making more money and somebody succeeding more than you is they were willing to fail a little bit more and they didn't stop. That's it.
1: Mm -hmm. I have chills the whole time. When I first heard about human design... And going on the the journey of really having a deeper level of awareness of my specific energetics, the first word that came to mind was liberation. Like liberation, freedom, freedom to really just be. And this limitlessness of all of the tools that I need to make my dreams happen or to live my purpose or to fulfill my my internal mission are already at my disposal. They're already available to me. And now I have these really specific tools of how to transcend my lowest vibrations, my lowest expressions into deep self-trust and embodying the highest frequency of, of all my gifts. And so that phrase of like freedom and personal liberation. It's just so, I'm just so deeply passionate about it. Like I feel it like in the depths of my soul, right? So I'm just really lit up by this conversation. I'm curious to know, I know we're wrapping up on time here, but I wanted to know if there were any other specific tips that you had towards anyone that's like, okay, I'm ready to quantum leap. I'm ready to have more quantum moments. Were there any specific tips that you have around manifesting that big vision with like kind of calling in more quantum leaps? Yeah, is
2: keep going and do what you're going to make sure that that you're, what you say you're going to do matches what you're doing. Because I can tell you, I've observed a lot of people that say, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And then it comes for them to take the bold action, whatever that looks like, and they don't do it. Like they have an opportunity to host a workshop and they're too scared. They have an opportunity to go book a corporate client. They don't do it. They have an opportunity to step in with a coach and they don't. And so it's one of those things is, are you saying that you want it? And your energy is really leaned back and you don't, you're not matching it. And I'm not saying... Because there is the dance of feminine and masculine energetics, which is a whole nother conversation. So I'm not saying you always have to be in that energy of, of go. I'm saying that there is a balance. And what I've witnessed is people that say, I want to do something. And then they do it and they follow through and they're willing to fail and they're willing to fail and they're willing to fail and, to fail, and they keep going. And those, those are the people that usually things happen for And then there's the people that say they want to do it and they sit on the sidelines and they sit on the sidelines and they make up excuses and they let their logical mind override and they let their logical mind override and they don't do it. And so if you want, like I said, like in in Quantum Vibes is the the seven-step process. Follow it. What happens though is people, they don't back it up. They read it and they know it, but they don't back it up and we forget it. If you think about a professional football player, or professional tennis player, or any professional sport, professional athlete, professional, you know, Adele. Adele is an amazing singer, naturally. But I'm sure she practices, right? Like, I'm sure she spent multiple hours in the recording studio, at the piano. Like, she's creating the space for something bigger to come through her. The athletes that are making millions of dollars to play their favorite sport, they've been practicing for years upon years upon years upon years. And so it's like, we think we take one class and we should just know it all. And our energy should just reverberate in one second. And I'm, I'm all for, for big wild dreams happening in 30 seconds. And I'm all for that happening. But the truth is, is that we're on a journey. Even if you do quantum leap, you're going to be ready for the next big thing right away. And so it's like, how can you really start to, to to say, how can I enjoy the journey? How can I do my part? How can I expand my potential and, Each step of the way, be in it. With so much happiness and joy, and actually do my part, and so it—manifestation it, is a dance. It's like you get you—you you have the desire of what you want. You move in the direction. You become an energetic match. You plug into the quantum field of infinite possibilities. You get out of the way of what it's supposed to look like because the universe will surprise and delight you in the best of ways when you do this. And you hold the vision, and you hold the vision, and you hold the vision, and you become so connected to the energy that you don't even need the manifestation because you feel so dang good without it. And in that space dreams will flow to you.
1: Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you so (laughs) much um, for just being so vibrant and juicy and intuitive and freaking wise. You have this energy in your chart. It's called the genius freak. And it's a really rare gift to have. And I have... Half of this this gift, and Dana has the other half. So together we create this genius freak energy, which is why we work so well together. But um, you have the full energy, and it's why what you say is really eye opening to people but also really grounded in like okay I can actually do this like this is actually applicable this is actually helpful in leading me into a better way of existing a better way of doing things and it's that energy that I was saying is like a little ahead of your time you can see ahead of the curve and see like okay this is where we're headed this is where we're going right now we're headed here we don't want to be headed there we want to be headed here so let's shift things to get where we want to go right so this energy, I just wanted to say it's this genius freak where it's like, damn, that was genius. But if it's shared in an ungrounded way, you can find yourself sometimes in situations where people are like, you're weird or you're a freak. And I just want to say like, thank you for imparting your genius with all of us. And where can our listeners find you and get your book and connect with all of your various offerings?
2: Amazing! Thank you so much. I'm gonna to have to reach out to you for a reading because I don't understand all this. So I'm so curious too. Uh, Instagram, come find me on Instagram at Suzanne Adams Inc. I'm on Facebook as well. Those are my main two social channels. I have some free gifts for anyone that buys my book, either book, The Quantum Vibes or Girl Awaken. There's some free trainings, manifesting trainings that you get. Uh, the link is SuzanneAdamsInc.com/free-gift. And again, social media. I love. I love connecting with anyone on social media. So even come in my DM and say, hi, it might be me. It might be my team. I don't know who you'll get, but but I love building community that way for sure.
1: Amazing, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here with us and we can't wait to buy your book and to obsessively read it
0: and continue learning from you. Yay, it's so great to connect with y'all. That was such a fun conversation. It's always a joy for us to get to do a projector party. Three of us projectors here just getting down and getting to, into these energetics. We're super excited to pre-order Suzanne's new book. So we'll put the link in the show notes so that you can pre-order as, as it as well. And... All of you know with our book, Your Human Design is available for pre-order. And when you pre-order it, you can go to our website, daylunalife.com to see all the different places that you can order it. And then you can fill out the form to receive a bunch of free gifts and goodies for pre-ordering. So you can check that out on our website. And as always, you know where to contact us on Instagram at Dayluna. And we are so grateful that we get to have these conversations on this podcast we were just talking about today if money was not an option and we could do anything in this world and there was no limits, like what would we want to do? And for both of us, we felt like we would still do this podcast because it's just such a gift for us to get to have these inspiring conversations with people who are expansive and sharing new perspectives in the world and being an outer authority for us and getting to be on this journey with you all and feeling your energy as you tune in and listen to these conversations with us. It's just such a joy and we're so grateful for this experience. So thank you for being here with us and for tuning into this frequency today with us. And we are sending you all so much love and expansion and gratitude.